Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host, El Ray, discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hello, all of our faithful listeners. This is El Ray here to tell you about Music House. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are stocked and experienced to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And that's M-U-S-H-A-U-S. Hi everybody and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dump Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined as always by El Ray. Ahoy hoy everybody. Been kind of a drag after spring break. Yeah, it's that weird uh, hangover esque week. Yeah, where the party's over, but you don't want it to be over. Yeah, I could use another week or two. It would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. But alas, you know, one uh, one little term left the school. Yeah, that's why I, if they ever go to a year round, I wouldn't mind it because you work for three months, you get a month off. Three right, months, you month know, off. That doesn't sound too bad. No, it doesn't. But we, we can always dream. Yes. We can always dream. Yeah, we'll see. One of those other schools where they go in earlier. Oh, yeah. Get out a little later, but they go four days a week. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because they did change the law. It's no longer days. It's, it's minutes. It's minutes. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know. I wouldn't mind sacrificing that to get a three-day weekend yeah, every work week. Work an extra hour every day or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, alas. We're just uh, dumbass teachers. Yeah. <laughs> We don't get yeah. much of a say in this. Yeah, we don't. We yeah. just kind of, yeah, when we're working, cool, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we are here to discuss The Simpsons and all our uh, work life. Yes. <laughs> no, we're not here to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, we are going to be discussing The Boy Who Knew Too Much, which was the 20th episode in the fifth season, and it originally aired May 5th of 1994. Oh. We're so, gonna, yeah, we're going to start yeah. with the traditional chalkboard and couch gags. Yes, we have two. Uh, oh, real quick though, I did notice something. What's that? This is one of those, um, at least on Disney Plus, that they actually play the full intro. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of one, the ones mm-hmm. that are cut short. Yeah, yes, and has the whole thing in it again. So I think because it's like it runs like uh, forty seconds less than the other episodes. Yeah, so they can squeeze in the whole intro. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we get to the chalkboard gag, yes, and Bart's in detention writing, there are plenty of businesses like show business, over and over again. Yes, because the saying is... There's no business like show business. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, and then we get to the uh, couch gag, and we have a recycled one. 
But it's the uh, one of the uh, celebrity cameos. Yes. Of course, so the family runs into the living room, but it's not the living room. It is the, I believe it's called the Ed Sullivan Theater, if I'm not mistaken. Where they did the David Letterman show? Yeah, mm-hmm. where they did the David Letterman show. Mm-hmm. And of course, yes, they the family runs onto the set of the David Letterman show, sits on the couch, and then we pan over to see Dave. Yeah, you know, kind of like does a dramatic turn. Yeah. Smiles, he's got the cards in his hand. Yeah, he's got the gap in his teeth. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, we've seen this one before. Yeah. I mean, the, the chalkboard gag... Eh, it was alright. It was alright. Mm-hmm. I'm no... Uh, I don't know. I think I could use a little bit more pizzazz. There you go. To use a showbiz term. Pizzazz. Yep. Anyways, so we're going to open up this episode of The Simpsons with Bart and Lisa waiting at the door for the bus to pick them up for school in the morning. Yes, and Bart's not very happy. No. He's telling Lisa, basically, how can they imprison kids in school on a beautiful day like this? And Lisa says, they're not imprisoning us, Bart. They're... And as she says that, the bus rolls up, but it's not the usual school bus. No. It is indeed a gray bus labeled the Springfield Prison. And it has bars on the windows. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the kids are walking up and Bart's like, prison bus, Otto? And Otto tells him that the regular school bus broke down. So take a seat before I blow your heads off. (laughs) And Lisa's like, Otto! And then he says, oh, sorry. The bus and I have a sort of shining thing going on. (laughs) Um, That's not something you want to hear. Yeah, no. uh, I wish they would have gone further with that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they should... uh, Use this premise to start a Halloween House of Horrors, yeah, the Treehouse of Horrors thing. What was that other episode? No, it was the Shinning. You want to get sued? Yeah, it's not. Apparently, the they were okay doing it here. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, as we look in the bus as it takes off, it looks like a prison bus. Yes, we do. Because mm-hmm. you got, you can see the bars and everything. Right? Yeah, but the kids are in there acting like inmates. Yes, There's harmonicas going on. The kids are rattling his cup against the, the bars uh-huh. and stuff. Right, and, and you know Bart's looking outside. Yeah, and it's a beautiful day. He's the, there's a rainbow by the stream. He's then he starts to daydream. Yeah, one of these was it a Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn? I believe it's Huckleberry Finn. Okay. Yeah, because he's like lying down on a raft, just floating down with a dark-skinned boy, mm-hmm. and he says, "Ah, this is what being a kid is all about." By the way, uh, you said he does have a fishing line tied around his toe, right? Yeah. He's sitting there next to the stream or the river or whatever mm-hmm. with a little fishing line tied to his toe. And I was like, I mean, there's probably some big fish in there, man. Some big old catfish or a bass or something like that. To your toe, I, right? Yeah, on. exactly. At least dislocated or something. Uh-huh. I don't think that's a good idea. I wouldn't do it myself. No, that's that's... You ever seen bad news? Yeah, you ever seen those shows where they go noodling? What's that? Is that when they reach their hand in the in the mud and like get the fish? Yeah, that's crazy. Those are big ass fish. Yeah, imagine one of those pulling on your toe. No, I don't Mm. want to. Mm. I don't want that at all. Yep. So anyway, yeah, Bart's daydreaming, right? And he's on a raft, and I guess Huckleberry Finn's sitting with him, Mm -hmm. and Abraham Lincoln is there too. And Bart says, "Hey, Huck." What's L-I-N-C-O-N doing here? Now, 
real quickly, that is spelled wrong. He missed an L <laughs> yes. before the end there. And then Hug says, I don't know, it's your fantasy. And, you know, as Abe's, as Abraham Lincoln greets Bart, he snaps out. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when the school bus skids to a stop right in front of the school and everybody gets out, right? So now we're in fourth grade class and everybody is complaining about the new chairs, the, yes. new, the new desks, right? Yes. So Miss Krabobble is there and she says, children, our new ultra hard post churfic chairs have arrived. They've been designed by eminent, was it posturologists to eliminate slouching by the year 3000. Yes. And Martin raises his hand. Mrs. Kabobble, I'm having back spasms. <laughs> and so Miss K says, I know they seem a little uncomfortable right now, but eventually your bones will change shape. <laughs> and then we get to one of my favorite scenes of this episode. Yes. We cut to Thrill House. <laughs> mm-hmm. and not very, he's not being very he's not thrilled. Very thrilled. No. no, he's sitting there and he's saying, I've lost all feeling in the left side of my body. And we look at him and his whole left side is limp. Even his, the, even his, his face. face yeah. Yes. And uh, Miss Krabobble's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she ignores him completely. Yep. And, and then, she has more bad news. Yes, she says, now, unfortunately, our school clocks have been running uh, fast all semester. So today, we all have to stay two, uh, two extra hours to make up for the time we've lost. Ha! <laughs> and everybody's like, aww. And uh, we cut to Bart, and he opens his desk up. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy, right? He's got those desks. Yeah, they could, could store stuff in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he has a uh, little bastard clock tampering clock kit. Clock tampering kit in uh-huh. there. It's actually, that's the brand name, the, the little, little bastard. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're, we're talking before the episode as teachers. I'm not staying two extra hours. Hell no! <laughs> if the school, if the if the principal didn't catch it, I didn't catch it either. Nope. Mm. <laughs> We're just going home at the regular yes, time. Yes, we are. And so Bart's there, regretting it. He looks out the window, and again, it's beautiful outside. The sun is shining. Little squirrels are out there, and everything. And he sees a red sports car, right? And there's a man with a blonde woman there mm-hmm. and we hear him say and to think i got all this after dropping out of the fourth grade very familiar little uh, speech pattern there yeah i think he might be related to the mayor he might be so then bart to himself is like that does it i'm out of here he grabs a piece of paper and he starts writing on it then he walks up to miss Kerbobble. miss Kerbobble, i have to go to the dentist I have a caraway seed caught under my bridge work. And he says, my mom's number's on there if you want to check up on her. If you want to check up on me. And Edna, Miss K says, that's okay, Bart. I trust you. Yeah. And of course, she takes this to Principal Skinner. And we pan over to his office. All right. And Skinner's reading the letter, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, please excuse my handwriting. I busted whichever hand is it is I write with. Signed, Mrs. Simpson. And uh, I busted whichever hand it is I write with. Yeah, and of course, Skinner says, "You are right to be suspicious, Edna." To the crime lab. <laughs> Apparently, they have a crime lab. Yeah, it's not a very sophisticated crime lab, though. Yeah, and this is a very dated crime lab by today's standards. Uh huh. Because they have all those big computers, and the little punch card comes out with whatever the results are. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he says the results are inconclusive, but. 
he says, he says, well, I wish more kids had volunteered to, for the uh, tracking program. Yeah. Then he goes up and he throws a switch, and we see one one light bleeping on the map. Mm-hmm. And who's that one light? That's on Martin, of course. Yes. One volunteer to be tracked by the school, and that was Martin. Yes. Of course it was Martin. Yeah, I mean, you can see he's sitting there, he's paying attention, and there's a little light going off on his forehead. Yep. Oh, my God. Martin is such a square. Yep. So, Skinner decides to call in Lisa to ask her what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of those scenes I think is underappreciated. Yes. Because as much as Bart terrorizes Lisa, Lisa is a totally loyal sister. sister. Yes. She is a sister first before all that stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she's, Well, you know what the rule is, right? Which is what? I can mess with you, but nobody else can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we have Willie and Skinner interrogating Lisa. And Willie's yelling at her, where's your brother? Spill it. <laughs> and Skinner's like, you'd better answer him, Lisa. He's a bad man. And Lisa starts to giggle. What are you laughing about? And she tells him, you started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. You and Willie got mixed up about 10 minutes ago. And then Skinner's like, we did not. Now where's Bart? You better tell me. And then Willie jumps in. Oh, you better tell him, Lassie. I cannot control him when it gets like this. And Lisa's like, now you're the good cop. And Willie freaks out. What? (laughs) So I guess they couldn't keep their little world straight there. Mm -hmm. Next thing we know, we see Bart by the river. Right, and he's got the the thing on his toe again, yeah. and uh, you see two hobos coming by. Mm-hmm. Right, the two hobos, and he thinks, "Well, I must be uh, fantasizing this, right?" And then um, you go, "Hey, kid, you want to see a dead body?" <laughs> Bart takes off. Uh-huh. I love Bart's quote though: "Ah, the joys of mortgaging your future." Oh, that's true. I forgot. That. <laughs> yes, yes. Skipping school, yeah, yeah. So this, uh, then we uh, cut to Principal Skinner because he's decided to walk around town to see if he can find where the where Bart has gotten to. Yep. And he says, <laughs> I love this scene. So we cut to Skinner and he's thinking to himself, he says, if I were a truant boy out for a good time, I'd be right here. The Springfield Natural History Museum. You're mine, Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> How, yeah. yeah. Now, now we're talking about this. Apparently, you're a bit of a square too. I mean, that sounds like a good time, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's only a good time if it gets you out of work, or I mean, if it's in the summer. I'll, I'll go. I enjoy a good museum, but uh, I'm not going to go during the school year unless it gets me out of work. I guess I'm kind of a square. <laughs> <laughs> Museums are fun. Uh-huh. Well, to me, they're fun. <laughs> You know, uh, makes sense. I'm a history teacher. Yeah. You need to check out the Atlanta uh, Natural History Museum. Yes, I've heard good it's things. Pretty about awesome. It. I do want to go to all the major ones. It's pretty awesome. Houston one's pretty awesome. I haven't been there. Now. It's pretty good. No. I'll check it out. Now, enough about our nerdy museums. Yes. Uh, Bart is actually um, at another place. <laughs> yes. He's at the triple R rated movie theater. Yes. And he's like, look, if I were under 17, I'd be in school, right? And the ticket teller, the boy there, has the voice of, yeah, you're right. Enjoy Boomer Officer. <laughs> Looks like that pimple, pimple he, face kid. It, it sounds him. like him, but it's not him. Yeah. yeah no. So, mm-hmm. hmm. 
And then we cut to Skinner and we start getting into meme territory. Yes. Here. Yes. Because Skinner apparently goes to the 4-H club and he says, why, there are no children here at the 4-H club either. Am I so out of touch? No. It's the children that are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I asked you this because I don't know what the hell 4-H was. Yeah, and I, I didn't, think I hadn't Googled it, it yet. Yeah. But uh, FFA? Something, it's something like sim- that, Something think. like the FFA? Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's what it is. I'm not totally sure. Because <laughs> uh, I've heard it in other shows, and I think that's what they refer to, the FFA up north somewhere. Yeah. So, Bart has decided to go to an auction. Yes. And while at the auction, what more uh, could a kid with... a uh, bad intentions do to screw with people then actually bid on these things right yes yeah we see the auctioneer uh and he slams the gavel right and he says sold to the small man with the runny nose for 2.3 million and this is where we see bart kind of laughing and then he takes off running yep and then the auctioneer says okay well then we uh go to the guy that bent 2.1 million and he does the same thing that bart did he just laughs and runs away takes off uh-huh. so and, he's like, and he just kind of says right is there anybody here that actually made a serious bid mm-hmm. yeah I don't know like I've only been to one auction before mm-hmm. and it was an auto auction so I, I those are different from what these are yeah because the auto auctions they're, they're huge right you got like acres and acres where you can lose yourself that's crazy but one of these auction houses how are you gonna run out without actually paying? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of legal thing you have to sign or something <laughs> like that. Yep. So then Bart takes off from there, and we get to a great scene. This is one of my favorite scenes. Yes. Actually. Bart and Homer are both walking down the same sidewalk, down the same street, and they spot each other. Yep. And they both hide in the corner of a building real quick. Mm-hmm. And Bart says, "I can't let Dad see me, uh, see me playing hooky." And Homer says, I can't let the boy see me skipping work. And so Bart brushes his hair forward to try and disguise himself a little bit. And Homer takes out a, a comb. Why would he need a comb? Exactly. I don't know. Why does Homer have a comb? And like, why I wouldn't have a comb. I was going to say. But like, yeah, like if you pulled a comb out of your pocket, I, I would be so confused. Yeah. <laughs> have I told you about this? My wife's at, my wife, I'm at home. My wife's like, have you seen my brush? I'm like, I don't see these things. <laughs> they don't exist to they me. They don't exist to me, right? So I, d- I never pay attention to these things. And I told my wife, why are you asking me? I don't see them. I'm blind to those things. Yep. They play no role in my <laughs> life. Exactly, yeah. Oh, man. Mm. And so they end up walking past each other. And Bart tries to disguise his voice where he's like, oh, good afternoon. And Homer's like, how do you do, sir? <laughs> so bad. Yep. <laughs> And they both kind of like run, they go sucker at the same time. Yeah, they take off. Oh Mm -hmm. my goodness. And so we cut back to Skinner, Principal Skinner, right? And he's walking down the sidewalk and he sees a piece of chewed gum on the ground. This is just disgusting. He says, a spore. And he reaches down and he picks up the gum with his bare hands. Mm -hmm. I guess now in the time of COVID, this is even extra for us. Yes. And he licks it. It was like his brand of gum, double mint. Trying to double your fun, eh, Bart? Well, I'll double your detention. <laughs> and then he looks around and he's like, eh, was, uh, someone was here to hear that. <laughs> and then he's still talking to himself. Mm-hmm. He says, and so we enter Endgame. Yes. 
He's such a square. Yes, he is. And we were talking about this before we started recording, right? And I said, you know what another thing, term for spore is? Animal poop? Yeah. Like, I did not know that. I've yeah. always heard scat, but I've never heard spore, at least not recently. Mm. So that's disgusting. Yeah, I'm like, why would you call something a spore and then put it in your mouth? I don't know. Ah, ah. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we cut to Bart again, right? He has a giant ice cream cone, mm-hmm. right? And he drops it because he sees Skinner approaching in the distance. And he gives his catchphrase, I caramba! Mm-hmm. And he runs off down the street. And then we get into one of those uh, geographical oddities of Springfield. Yes. He's running down the street and then down a hill and uh, to a rope bridge across a very violent river. Yep. And uh, he pauses, pulls a knife out of his pocket. Apparently he has a knife. Mm-hmm. He cuts the... Uh, the rope. The rope for the river. Mm-hmm. And he says, let's see me. Let's see him track me now. And he giggles. Mm-hmm. And then we see Skinner just walking up like... Like nobody's business, right? He just walks up calmly, and he walks straight into the into the river, right? And he disappears underwater, and then we see him popping up from under the water, still walking. Yeah. And Bart is watching behind a tree. He's like, "Oh my God!" He's like some sort of non-giving up school guy. <laughs> I guess he wanted to say Terminator. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Looked a little Friday the 13-ish too, so yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, <laughs> Bart even climbs a cliff yes. to try to get away. Skinner's following up the cliff. Mm-hmm. He sees it there. He hides behind a rock. And uh, Skinner gets to the top. And he walks towards the rock and he's like, oh, he's close. I can taste his fear. <laughs> so, so creepy. Yes. And then he pounces on the rock. But Bart isn't there. Because just as Skinner was pouncing on the rock, one Freddie Quimby was driving past in his red convertible. Yes, mm-hmm. with uh, a passenger. Yes, the uh, buxom blonde. Yes, and she hears something and she says, Freddie, honey, I think something dropped into the back seat. And Quimby's like, I'm not paying you to talk. <laughs> so I guess she yes. wasn't his girlfriend. Yeah, no. Uh, that's or, not a girlfriend right there. Uh, yeah, there was a time limit there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the car goes into the Quimby compound, mm-hmm. right? And it goes through the gates, and there's a party going on. So the car crashes through the bushes and towards everybody, and it's you know stops just in time. Mm-hmm. And Freddie jumps out of the car. People are playing football, and he says, "Give me the ball." And they give it to him, and he runs to the po- uh, the punch bowl, and he throws it in there really hard, and he says, the punch has been spiked. Ha-ha! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then we see Diamond Joe Quimby. Yes. He's like, that's my nephew, displaying the Quimby wit that's won the public's heart. Happy birthday, Freddie. May all your disgraces be in private. <laughs> that's such a good line right there. <laughs> By the way... Um, they have, both of these people, both these guys, have a distinctive masshole accent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very, uh, very Massachusetts. Yes, yes. But of course, they're imitating the Kennedys. Kennedys, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Who are from that area. And of course, you know, you hear John F. Kennedy talk. Yep, and talks yep. just like Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, Bart hops out of the car and he's walking around and he bumps into Quimby and he's like, and who are you, little boy? And Bart's like... I'm one of your nephews you don't see very often, um, Bart Bart, <laughs> because they called 
one of them John John was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Jack Jack yeah. or John John? I'm not sure if it was Jack Jack or John. Yeah, it was one of those. Uh-huh. And so uh, there's celebrities at the party. McBain is at the party mm-hmm. with his wife. Yes, with his wife. And so Bart goes over to chat with him, right? And uh, Bart tells him, "Hey, McBain, I'm a big fan, but your last movie really sucked." And McBain's like, "I know there were script problems from day one." <laughs> And then Wiggum jumps in. He's like, yeah, I'll say it. Magic ticket my ass, McBain. Then McBain turns to his wife. Maria, my mighty heart is breaking. I'll be in the Humvee. He's really upset. Yes, yes. Now, they is. did use, you know, McBain is supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. of course. But they did use Maria, which was Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife for a very long time. Yes, Maria Schreiber. Yes, until yeah. the whole uh, housekeeping incident. We're keeping up with the Kennedy theme. She was a Kennedy, too. Ah, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. There you go. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, inside, they're serving lunch, right? Yeah, everybody's at the table. Uh-huh. Freddie uh, gets served by the waiter, and Freddie's like, hey, what the hell is this? And uh, the waiter says, it's a bowl of chowder, sir. And Freddie's like, wait a minute. Come here. What did you call it? Say it loud enough so everyone can hear it. Come on, say it. <clears throat> chow dare. Chow dare. <laughs> chow dare. It's chow da. Say it right. <laughs> no. Chow dare. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes off. Yes. He takes off. And Freddie Krimi's like, come back here. I'm not through demeaning you. <laughs> So you were telling me a little army story about that earlier. Yes. You uh, had a Massachusetts boy. We had a, your, uh, when we were stationed, well, we were in uh, Fort Gordon in, in Savannah, Georgia. In Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. We had this uh, one guy in our platoon named Rossi. I don't know if you're listening, Rossi. But if you are, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, from Massachusetts. And we'd always make fun of him. And when he would annoy me, I'd go, I'd just go, shout out, say it right, shout out. And he'd just say, man, I hate the Simpsons. They got him there. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, Bart is um, there at the party and he's standing in front of a giant Rice Krispies tree. Mm-hmm. It sounds awesome. Yes. And he takes a bite out of mm-hmm. it. Right? <laughs> and he's like, boy, the rich know sure how to live. Mm-hmm. And as that happens, Freddie and the waiter enter the kitchen and Bart hides and Bart hides Mm -hmm. yes 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 and he's still trying to get the waiter he's like shut up say it again (laughs) the waiter's like nibba and so he says okay you asked for it I'm gonna enjoy this and we cut away from them yeah we just see Bart and Bart's staring at them right and we just hear a bunch of crashing and snapping glass breaking and of course the waiter's yelling in pain while all this is happening and then he finally collapses to the floor, and we hear a bunch of glass shattering around him. Yep. And Bart just goes, oh, that's got a hoit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And as that happens, Wiggum and some of the others bust in. And Wiggum's like, oh, my God. Someone's taking a bite out of the Big Rice Krispie Square. Oh, yeah, and the waiter didn't really be. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing wow. he noticed was the Rice Krispie Yes, Christmas of course square. he did. Uh-huh. Yep. So next thing we know, we're at the Simpsons' house, and Marge is reading a newspaper at the kitchen table with Lisa and Bart while they're eating some cereal. 
And Molly's like, mmm, it says here Freddie Quimby beat up a waiter half to death. Those Quimby children are so wild and rich. I hope he finally gets what's coming to him. And Bart just jumps in and he's like, but Freddie Quimby's innocent. And Lisa's like, how do you know? There weren't any witnesses. He's like, oh, yeah, right. And Lisa's like, you'd think someone would have seen something with a crowdy party like that. And then Bart just jumps in again. Well, they didn't, okay? They didn't. It says right here in black and white. No witnesses. Case closed. And he grabs the paper and he says, now let's all read the funnies. And he's just kind of, huh, oh, oh, look, Charlie Brown said good grief. <laughs> I not see that one coming. <laughs> like, very, very out of character. Yes, he's uh, very uh, frazzled. Yes. So at this time, Bart says, Lisa. Yep. Right, because they're, they're now on the school bus, right? And, Lee, and Bart says, Lisa, I got something to tell you. I was at the Quimby compound yesterday when that frog waiter got wagged. <laughs> I know that Freddie Quimby is innocent. Frog Raider. You no, no way. No, no way. No way. I'm surprised that's still in there. By the way, uh, those of you that were like wondering, what the hell are you talking about, Frog Raider? Yes, the, the French are known for eating frog legs. Yes, so they're just called frogs. Apparently they're delicious. I've never had them. I, I don't me, intend to try them either, but apparently they're delicious. Yeah, they tell me it tastes like chicken. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not brave enough. If I want chicken, I'll eat chicken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or gator. I would, I'll eat gator, <laughs> but not frog. I've never had gator, so I don't, I don't know. I haven't had gator either, but I would try that. No. And so, Lisa's telling Bart that you're a witness. You have to tell the police. And Bart's like, I can't. Why? And then just when this happens, we get to Springfield Elementary and we see Principal Skinner. Bart Simpson, I know that you cut school yesterday. And as soon as I can prove it, I'm sending you off to the Christian Military Reform School. That sounds like three schools in one right there. Yeah, and Bart's like, what he said. (laughs) (laughs) And Lisa's like, oh, I see. And so Lisa tells him, if you testify, Skinner will know you skipped school. Well, if Freddie Quimby didn't do it, I'm sure he'll be found innocent by a fair and impartial jury. This was after school, right? Yep. And Homer's like, oh, because he's opening his mail. Yep. He's like, oh, jury duty. I'll see that Quimby kid hang for this. <laughs> Bart's just like, oh. And Lisa's like, I knew that it was going to be a bad idea to watch him open the mail. That's <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. And so we cut to the TV and we're watching Channel 6. And we hear one of the reporters, Scott, he says, let's go over to the county courthouse live to Kent Brockman. And then we cut to Brock, uh, Brockman. He's like, Brockman, just standing outside the county courthouse. Uh, where an argument about chowder has spilled into the biggest trial in Springfield history. Behind these doors, a federal judge will ladle out steaming bowls of rich, creamy justice in a case that the media have dubbed Beat Up Waiter. This reporter suggested Waitergate, but was howled down at the press club. Now, it's illegal to televise these proceedings in the state, so we'll have to be very quiet. <laughs> and the door slams right in his face as he's trying to do it. He really tried to get in. Uh-huh. Right? And so Bart's in the courtroom and looking at the members of the jury. And he sees Skinner. And Skinner apparently is thinking, right? He's staring at Bart and he says, I know you can read my thoughts, Bart. Just a little reminder. If I find out you cut class, your ass is mine. Yes, you heard me. I think words I would never say. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of like turns to see his dad, right? Yep. And Homer's like, I know you can read my thoughts, boy. 
Then he starts meow 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 meow. The whole meow mix jingle. Yeah, that's a big '90s joke, right? Yes, it is. Totally '90s. Love it. And so the tribe begins, and we see the the blue-haired lawyer, Mr. Burns' lawyer, the the mob lawyer. Yeah. Right. He's like, I intend to prove that Freddie Quimby is totally innocent. First of all, his accuser is a very shady character. That waiter, Mr. Lacoste, not only wasn't born in Springfield, he wasn't even born in this country. And the jury <gasps> gasped. And this is such a dated joke, too, because what do the reporters do? They start, they go to the payphones, they start dialing up. Yes, mm-hmm. what a dated joke, man. Mm-hmm. That was, it might have been a little dated then, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But hey, uh, kids nowadays would never know the joy of a, you, looking for a payphone. Yep. <laughs> so and, then, yeah. the, apparently, uh, the waiter's lawyer is Lionel Hutz. Yes, it is. So Lionel Hutz isn't very happy. He turns to look to the waiters like, "From now on, you tell me everything." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we get our first witnesses, right? Mm-hmm. And the first one is Mo. Yep. And he says, "He says Freddie Quimby was with me the entire night in question." We were collecting canned goods for starving people in, you know, one of them loser countries. <laughs> and one of the women's in the uh, in the courthouse like, he's clearly innocent. Yes, and as that's happening, we see a, a big bag with a dollar sign put right in front of Mo. And Mo says, oh, good, uh, my laundry's done. <laughs> <laughs> and Bart's like, you see, Lisa, they don't need my testimony. And Lisa's just, she sees right there. He's like, only because Mary Quimby's buying his nephew's freedom. And then Bart's like, ah, the system works. Just ask Klaus von Bülow. We had to look that up. Yes, we did. And uh, th- this could be a great documentary on Netflix. Yes, if one, just does from, ex- if one doesn't exist already. Yeah, yeah. Just from reading, what, three or the first three uh, entries, the first three sentences in this Wikipedia entry. Apparently, in 1979, he was convicted for attempting to kill his wife. Well... This happened after this, right? So, but in 1979, he attempted to kill his wife, uh, but she was just in a coma. So they charged him with attempted murder. But of course, she woke up from that coma, and then uh, he gave her too much insulin. So she wound up in a vegetative state for the rest of her life. And he was convicted on both parts. But there was a retrial, and he was found innocent. Yeah, I need to know what happened there. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. I want to know more. Yeah. So, yes, Klaus von Below, right? Bülow, excuse me. Yeah. And so we have Lionel Hutz now making his statement to the jury. Is there, ladies and gentlemen, which of course we did not mention, sorry, shame on us, voiced by the uh, late, great, the late, great Phil Hartman, Mm -hmm. as we always have to acknowledge. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to prove to you not only that Freddie Quimby is guilty, but that he is also innocent of not being guilty. <laughs> I refer you to my witness, my expert witness, Dr. Hibbert. So we cut to Dr. Hibbert, right? And Dr. Hibbert's like, well, only one in two million people has what we call the evil gene. And he holds up a card showing the DNA sequence, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, Hitler had it. Walt Disney had it. <laughs> and Freddie Quimby has it. And so I says, thank you, Dr. Hibbert. I rest my case. And the judge's like, you rest your case? He said, what? Oh, no, I thought that was just a figure of speech. 
Case closed. And <laughs> sits down. <laughs> and then uh, we turn to the jury, and Apu is raising his hand, and they call him. He's like, excuse me, Your Honor, I'd like to uh, bring something to the court's attention. And then he... Uh, we, we see Homer uh-huh. next to Abu, Abu and he's uh, snoring, and you see drool coming out of the side of his mouth. He's wearing glasses. Yes. And apparently he's got the open eyes drawn, Paint, yeah. painted on, onto his glasses. Uh-huh. And so Apu removes them. <laughs> and the judge sees this and she starts banging her gavel. Mm-hmm. And Homer wakes up and says, huh, what, what? <laughs> and George is like, give me those glasses. Give those glasses to the bailiff. Homer says, all right. And he gives it to her. Uh-huh. But he pulls out another pair yes, of glasses. Yes, he does. And it, it, the eyes are different. Yeah, these yeah. are half open. Yes, yes, yes. And, says, and those, and Homer's like, oh, and gives them <laughs> up to you. Oh, Homer. So then the blue-haired lawyer's like, Your Honor, even though I've proven my client's innocence, I'd still like to call Freddie Quimby to the stand so we can all bask in his gentle decency. <laughs> yeah. And so Freddie stands up, goes to the stand. And the lawyer's like, Mr. Quimby, did you assault Mr. Lacoste? Quimby's there. Freddie's saying, of course not. I love each and everything on God's green earth. And then the lawyer's like, therefore, would you never lose your temper over something as trivial as the pronunciation of chowder? That's chowder! Chowder! I'll kill you! I'll kill all of you! Especially those of you in the jury! (laughs) (laughs) He goes nuts real quick. And we hear the people in the jury like, oh, he's clearly guilty, right? And then and the, the lawyer's like, oh, that didn't go well. The defense rests. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You got a little too uh, too ambitious. Yeah, you got a little too cocky, right? Yeah. So then the judge says, will, will the jury retire and come to its decision? Yes. And of course, the gossip queen is there, Mrs. Lovejoy. And she's like, oh, this won't take long. He's clearly guilty. We'll probably be home by dinner time. And then Jasper's like, good. I hear the dog from Frazier is going to ride the dolphin on Sequest. Yeah. Both shows from the 90s. Yes. I wasn't wasn't aware that Sequest was a thing, though. No, neither was I. Mm -hmm. We had to look that up. Yes. Yep. And so Lisa's looking at Bart as the jury's walking out. She's like, well, Bart, because of you, a horrible yet innocent person is going to jail. And then Bart's like, "Mm, maybe I should come forward. And as he's saying that, Skinner's walking by, having a conversation. He says, I can't wait for this heading scene part. That's where I really shine. (laughs) So then Bart imagines himself standing in front of Skinner, right? Yeah. And Skinner's the judge. And Skinner says, for the heinous crime of Cookie, I sentence you to a lifetime of hard labor in the cafeteria. Yes. And so we cut to the future. And it's Bart smoking, working in the cafeteria. Got a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. And he's got the ladle and he says, more cream corn, Jimbo Jr. (laughs) (laughs) And Jimbo Jr. says, this cream corn tastes like cream crap. Bart's, watch your potty mouth, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Old grizzled Bart. Uh So the next thing we know, Bart snaps out of it, right? And we see the judge right in front of him. And the judge says, your sister says you have something to tell me? And Bart's like, what? Um, yeah, I just, I wanted to say how great it is to finally see some chicks on the bench. <laughs> and of course, the judge isn't too happy about that. Yeah, right? And then Bart says, keep up the good work, toots. Why? <laughs> he takes off. And Lisa says, uh, hey, hey, chicks on the bench. 
she found that really awkward. Yes, we yes. all know that Lisa is a big feminist. Yeah, and uh, that must not, that must have been very unpleasant for her. Mm-hmm. And so we cut now to the jury. Right, we're watching the jury, and Jasper's there. They're all there, actually talking. And Jasper's like, "Why bother voting? He's guilty." Right. And Flanders says, "Well, we might as well make it official." <laughs> and we get to a good scene here. We see Homer, and he says, "What does sequestered mean?" And Skinner's like, if the jury is deadlocked, they'll put us up in a hotel together so they so they can't communicate with the outside world. And Homer says, what does deadlocked mean? And Skinner's like, when the jury can't agree on a verdict. Homer says, uh-huh. And if? <laughs> a conjunction meaning that in the event that or on the condition that. So if we don't all vote the same way, we'll be deadlocked. And have to be sequestered in the Springfield Palace Hotel. <laughs> and apparently one of the gruesome twosome, Patty, is also on the jury, right? Yeah. And she's like, that's not going to happen, Homer. <laughs> oh, Jasper says, let's vote. My liver is failing. <laughs> <laughs> so then Homer kind of like pipes in. Mm-hmm. He's, he keeps reading from the brochures like, where we'll get free room, a free food, free swimming pool, free HBO. Woo! Free Willy! <laughs> <laughs> and Skinner just says, justice is not a frivolous thing, Simpson. It has little, if anything, to do with a disobedient whale. Now let's vote. <laughs> and Homer's like, uh, and how are the rest of you voting? And everyone says, guilty. Okay, fine. How many S's in innocent? There's, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and Homer's like, I'm only doing what I think is right. I believe that Freddie Quimby should walk out uh, walk out of here a free hotel. <laughs> now, so we, I, I do have to give Skinner credit for... Uh, being a good teacher, then? Yeah. We see the teaching skills of Seymour Skinner yeah. there because Homer got it on the first try. Yeah, he did. So Quite impressive because he's usually very slow. <laughs> and if... I love it. <laughs> so, so they go to the hotel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they go to the hotel. And we see Homer talking to Marge on the phone and we see a, a piles of food everywhere. And garbage everywhere, too, right? They can't have been there that long. They, they, Homer finds a way. Yeah. So he said, he's on the phone. He's like, oh, I miss you too, Marge. But the law needs me. I'll be, at home, I'll be home as soon as I can. So then he hangs up and he presses the button. Mm-hmm. Room service? Send up two more pot roasts and three more pillows with mints on them. <laughs> and apparently he's rooming with... Skinner. Mm-hmm. And Skinner's walking around, cleaning up. He's like, you know, we're kind of like the original odd couple. You're the messy one, and I'm the... Shut up! <laughs> oh, yes, very well. <laughs> Homer, Homer was just vicious. I know, right? Shut up! Shut up! He said that recently in one of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> just the, Shut loved, up! Yeah. <laughs> I think it was when he was cleaning the basement, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then we see uh, Bart, who's at home, and he's watching Itchy and Scratchy when Lisa walks in. She tells him, so, Bart, have your insides been gnawed away by guilt yet? And then uh, Bart's like, sell it to Hallmark, sis. You're looking at Cucumber Boy, as in cool as A. And we hear the TV. He says, next, on McGonagall. McGonagall is framed for a crime he didn't commit. And only one person can clear his name. A little sissy boy who's too afraid to come forward. <laughs> so then we cut to McGonagall. It's like, yeah. you got to tell him what you saw, Billy. But I'm so scared, McGonagall. You gotta do this one for me, Billy McGonagall. This is well okay for you, McGonagall. 
And then we cut, and he's t- McGonagall's in front of the chief. Yep. He's like, well, McGonagall, Billy's dead. <laughs> they slit his throat from ear to ear. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to eat lunch here. <laughs> so McGonagall's supposed to be uh, Dirty Harry. Yes. Yeah. It's very Clint Eastwood. Yes. That was good. Mm-hmm. They killed the kid. Wow. From ear to That's ear. That's dark, man. Yeah, very dark. dark. Very dark. <laughs> so next thing we know, we see Homer watching Free Willy oh in the hotel. Oh, my God, yes. And then Homer's like, jump, Free Willy, jump. Jump with all your might. And we hear the TV... And we see a little scene there, and Willie's jumping over the rock barrier, and the little kid's smiling, and the shadow's over him, and you see the kid's smile turn into fear, straight-up fear. And then we hear a woman say, Oh, no, Willie didn't make it, and he crushed our boy. And the guy goes, Ooh, what a mess. And Homer says, Oh, I don't like this new director's cut. (laughs) (laughs) That would be crazy if there was a director's cut. Yep. Yes, of course, in the real movie, The Whale makes it. Yes, yes, it definitely did make it. <laughs> so then later that day, we see Homer tying bed sheets together, and he's lowering a table out of the window. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he's yelling down, he's like, he lowers it down, he says, got it, Barn! And we hear Barney, got what? And then we hear, bam, we hear a crash, and Barney goes, ow! <laughs> and Skinner walks in when this is happening, he's like, you're stealing the table? And Homer's like, I'm not stealing it. Hotels expect you to take a few things. It's a souvenir. So then Skinner's like, ah, is that my necktie you're wearing? Souvenir. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you call it a souvenir. I guess it's okay to steal, right? I guess so, right? And so Bart's at home thinking about things, right? And he, uh, Marge is dusting and he goes to his mom and says, Mom, what if there's a really bad crummy guy who's going to jail, but I know he's innocent? And Bart's like, I'm sorry, Marge's like, well, Bart... Your Uncle Arthur used to have a saying, shoot them all and let God sort them out. Unfortunately, one day he put his theory into practice. It took 50, it took 75 marshals to bring him down. Now let's never talk about him again. <laughs> She's just, <laughs> she keeps dusting. Yeah. And Bart's like, Mom, Mom, Mom. She's really Huh? Funny. What if I can't can get this guy off the hook? Should, should I do it? And then Mars like, honey... You should listen to your heart and not the voices in your head like your uh, like a certain arc like a certain uncle did one day one great one gray December morn <laughs> like there's a story there man yeah 75 federal marshals yeah this needs to be a treehouse of horror or thing that we need like to see that, huh? right and so we cut back to them reopening the trial and I love this. Even though reopening a trial at this point is illegal and grossly unconstitutional, I just can't say no to kids. <laughs> yes, that is extremely illegal and unconstitutional. Yes. That would not happen. Not this, ever. This whole part of the episode shouldn't even be happening. Yes. It's all nonsense at this point. Yep. So we see the same blue-haired lawyers like, So, young man, if Freddie Quimby didn't inflict these injuries on Mr. Lacoste, just who did? Bart says, well... I was hiding in the kitchen when it all happened. And you cut back to the scene. And you hear Freddy say it, Frenchie. Say chowder. Never. And Freddy's, okay, you asked for it. I'm going to enjoy this. And what he actually did, we see now, is he pops the cork off of some champagne and he starts chugging it. Uh-huh. And the waiter kind of like turns around and says, ha! Because he slips on something on the floor, he bangs his head on a bunch of frying pans that are hanging up. 
he breaks some glass, his hands land in the blender and then in the toaster, and his head falls in the oven, and boiling water is spilled on his back, and then he falls into a broom closet with a bunch of rat traps, mm -hmm. and they snap all over his body, and then he comes back into the kitchen, where he breaks some more glass, and he falls over. Yeah. It was just a total mess. It's a total mess. And uh -huh. it's totally a scene worth watching. It's yes. a great bit of animation. Yes, there, it is. Thing. And Bart says, and that's what really happened. And then the waiter comes up. He's like, this is an outrage. I am not a clumsy Clouseau-esque waiter. I will. And as he says that, he trips on a chair and falls out the window into a truck of rat traps. And you I, hear them all snapping <laughs> all over the place. And the waiter's like, oh, at least there were no big ones. And we hear one more big snap. <laughs> <laughs> and so Lionel Hutz questions Bart, how could you have seen all this, Bart? Weren't you supposed to be in school? And Bart's like, well, I sort of skipped school. And Skinner stands up. I knew it. I knew you'd slip up sooner or later, Simpson. <laughs> and Apu's there like, what slip up? What are you talking about? He confessed this. And Skinner's quiet. I need this. <laughs> He's been really trying to get Bart. Yes. And so the judge finally finds uh, Freddie innocent, right? Dismisses the case. Quimby's happy, of course. Diamond Joe Quimby's happy. Uh -huh. Shaking his nephew's hand. And then Skinner walks up to Bart and he says, Bart, I'm impressed with you, with what you did in there. You testified for the Quimby boy, even though it was putting your own head in a noose. On the other hand, you skip school. And Bart's like, well, I guess those two things cancel each other out, huh? And Skinner says, I'm a small man in some ways, Bart. A small, petty man. Three months detention. And Bart goes, ah, uh -uh, and he walks away. And Skinner says, wait a minute, Bart. Make that four months detention. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to the Simpsons uh, bedroom that, later that night. With a lot of new trimmings. Yes. Apparently he stole a lot of stuff from the Springfield Hotel. There's end tables and dressers, all kinds of stuff. Yep. There. And Homer's like, well, Marge, it was horrible. Everyone was against me in that jury room. But I stood by the courage of my convictions and I prevailed. And that's why we had Chinese food for lunch. <laughs> and Marge said, good for you, homie. You know, a lot of things happened around here while you were gone. And Homer goes, right, Marge. I want to hear all about it. And he breaks up the uh, glasses with the open eyes and he puts them on. Yeah, and he starts giggling and Marge says, give me those. Aw. And then he gets pulls out another pair. Yep, and those. Aw. And he pulls out another pair. And those. Aw. And then see. Yes, we end the episode this way. Oh, man. A lot of... Uh, it was a, kind of a busy episode. Yeah. It was all over the place. But it's a good episode. Yes. Right? I do like this one a lot. And I picked a bad time to get the hiccups, too. Yeah, you just got them right now. Yeah. yeah. Oof. We're doing it live. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> no do-overs. We're doing it live. Yes. No do-overs. Oh. Do <laughs> there you go. This is get more live than that. Yes. So, yeah. Um, good episode. Of course, there's some meme territory in there that's great. Um of course, uh, we get another extension of the Quimby family. Yes. We also get to see just how big of a square Skinner is. Yes, he is. Huh? Love it, though. Mar cool. Martin with his... Uh, oh, my goodness. With his he volunteer tracker. to be tracked. That's just so weird and odd. <laughs> it fits Martin. Yeah, it does. It, it, it does. fits Martin. It does. The Skinner chase after Bart's pretty good. Uh -huh. There's a lot of good uh, points in here. But... Uh, 
Well, did, we didn't see much of Grandpa, though. No, we didn't. We didn't see Grandpa or yeah. Mr. Burns. We, yep. didn't, we didn't see a few people. Millhouse. Oh, my goodness. The posture chairs. Yes. That was we didn't see him much, but we, we did see him. He delivered. He, he did deliver. That was pretty good. That was typical Millhouse. Yes, it was. The prison bus, the shining thing with Otto. Yes. I have questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. Why a prison bus? Couldn't they? I'm sh- yeah. You can city borrow, bus, maybe? One of the city buses? Yeah, city yeah. bus, maybe. Uh-huh. Come on, man. But, yeah, a prison bus? I don't know. Maybe because the city buses don't have the the rows of chairs. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Could Who knows? That. Who knows? Who knows? Yep. So, yeah, overall, good episode. Good episode. Solid episode, I would yes. say. Yes. So, what would you rate this at? I would give this one... I don't think it's a five. I think it's a. Uh, I think it. I think it's a solid four. I'll give it a solid four. It's not a five, but it's a totally solid episode. Um, even the chowder part's just worth watching it for. Yes. Uh, or the uh, the meme, of course. Uh, am I out of touch? No. No, it's, it's the children who are wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I feel like a teacher all the time. Yes. I'm not the one that's wrong. It's the kids. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I would have to give a give it a four donuts as my read. And I would have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. We haven't agreed on an episode in a couple of them. No, we haven't. We haven't. <laughs> I mean... Um, the couch gag, too, is a part of it. The couch gag. <clears throat> but... Yeah, this did give me a lot of material when I was a kid mm-hmm. to work with. Just when we were screwing around with my brothers and stuff like that. We wouldn't have anything to do. we just start throwing out Simpsons quote. One of my favorite one was, Chowda! Chowda! Say it right! Chowda! It's so good. Chowda! Yeah. I love the whole teaching moment. Yes. <laughs> if. On, oh in the God. event that. Yeah. Or in, oh my God. <laughs> On the condition that... Yep. I do want to know more about the uh, 75 federal marshals bringing down Uncle Arthur. Yes. I guess that would be Arthur Bouvier. Yeah, because it was Marge's uncle. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was he a psychopath? I don't know, man. Maybe, was he maybe, a Vietnam maybe vet? Maybe he was like, like that Whitman dude in Austin or something mm-hmm. like that. Was he an old uh, military vet that just know. snapped or something? Who knows? Yes, who knows indeed. What's that name since we talked about that show Sequest? Roy Scheider? Yeah, Roy Scheider. Yeah. Then you do that one movie where he goes crazy. Like goes on a rampage or something like that. I don't know if it's him. Is it him? I forgot the name of the movie. Well, what happens in the movie? Well, like, I don't know. So, like he loses his job or something like that. And he can't see his daughter or something like that. And he just goes crazy. Isn't that Michael? Uh... I don't know who it is, but. I think it's Michael Keaton. I don't think it's Michael Keaton. No, not Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Douglas. I don't know if it's Michael Douglas either. I, think, I don't have to look I, that I up. I think it's song. Falling Down. Let me... Oh, yeah. I think that's the name of the movie. Yeah. Man, it'd be Michael Douglas. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it could it, be, yeah. If it is Falling Down, you're right. Quick Google search says... Um, if it's not him. It is Michael Douglas, there you yes. There Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great movie. Yes. <laughs> By the way, um, in this particular, when he, the way he was dressed, doesn't it remind you of Grimey? Grimey. Frank Grimes? Yes, yes, Frank Grimes, very yes. much so. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't wait I can't to, wait to, to do yeah, that. Yeah, I can't wait to get to that episode. 
I, that's just a work of art. Yep. But we'll get there eventually, right? Yes. Yep. So uh, we both agreed this is a solid four donut episode. Uh, I haven't really been disappointed by any episodes this season. No. There are no clip shows or weird mashups or anything like that. No, it's been solid the yeah. whole time. A solid bad. writing. Uh, the gags are always deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little disappointed with the couch gags every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this one, uh, I was disappointed by both. I didn't really enjoy the chalkboard Yeah, the gag. chalkboard wasn't that funny. No, no. But alas. Yes. That's why it gets a four. That's why not it gets a, a four, not a five. <laughs> or even a 4.5. Yep. I didn't even discuss the possibility of it being a 4.5. Nah, no, no, it's just no. a four. It's just a four. Uh-huh. So is there anything you'd like to uh, mention before we sign off for the week? Uh, no, I hope everybody's getting back in the groove okay this week. Uh, before you know it, it'll be Easter. and eh, before You, know you get that be. one Friday, right? I think so. Is that the last day we get that's off? That's the last hurrah before uh, the long run to the end. Yes. Before the... Uh, what what did the... Um, what did Ned Stark call it? Uh, the long night? The long night. Before the long night begins? <laughs> yes. Uh, I always look forward to the long night, though. Yeah. You know, somewhere down here, as long as you can survive the heat, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. You're it's pretty right. Nice. Uh-huh. It's pretty nice right now, actually. It's been mm, nice. Yep, yep. There you go. So, yeah, um, other than that, be cool, everybody. You mm-hmm. know, keep yourself healthy. Yep. Keep yourself safe. Mm-hmm. You know, Tell Go out there and get some shows. sun. Yes, yeah, get some sun. That was a good time for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell your buddies about us here. Yes, tell your buddies about the show. Tell them about the Instagram, all mm-hmm. that stuff. That's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. Um, I am uh, currently working on a few memes to be nice. posted. So hopefully they'll be up soon. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for divine inspiration for one or two more. But yep. we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're both social studies teachers. Uh, big uh, rest in peace, Madeline Albright. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. The first uh, female so, Secretary of State. Secretary of State, yes. Well, I'm not a biologist, but she looked female to me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Yes, yes. Yes, so, uh, you know, rest in peace, Madeline Albright. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you to gotta respect pioneers. Yes. In essence, man. That's mm-hmm. a big job. Yes. That's a lot of barriers right there, so. Yeah, and she did a... She did a good job, too. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Yeah. So, she was a tough his, lady. History will be, will be kind. Yeah, she was a tough right. she was a tough lady. Mm-hmm. So yeah, respect to her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So alas, I'm done. <laughs> and until next week, au revoir, suckers.